the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Theo, can I, uh, can I interest you in a, uh, a, a takeaway from, uh, from each game this weekend? I'll make it brief, and uh, then uh, you, you mull it over and digest it. Would love to. Okay. So... The, uh, the first game of the weekend was the uh, Ravens and Texans, right? Ravens and Texans. Ace Town. As, as good as Lamar Jackson was in the second half, that Ravens defense Mm-mm. was jaw-dropping. Mm. I, I, C.J. Stroud ran for his life every single play, and the big passes that C.J. Stroud completed were just pure superhuman effort on – Receivers' parts, whether it was Nico Collins or Devin Singletary, uh, it, it was it was literally a three-man offense because the Ravens took away everything else. That Ravens defense is scary, man. Holy hell, they, they, that, they're a problem. Like, forget Lamar, like Pierre. That's what's going to win them the Super Bowl <laughs> is that the defense is just nonstop, constant pressure. That's 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 the perfect um, story for Baltimore. Mm. You know, that's that's, how, that's what they're all about. And they smack I, people around, too. They do. Ooh. Like, Stone, think about this, and I didn't even realize this. Like, you go back to the Ed Reeds and the Ray Lewises and the Suggs and all those defenses. The Ravens' defense this year set a franchise record for sacks. This one. This year. The Roquan Smith version. I, and the, they're and the they're unbelievable. The Kyle Hamiltons. Like, they are just smacking the Yeah. That, that, Short, uh, in the middle? Yeah. I can't African say his last name. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He's doing yeah. well. He's... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so that that's my takeaway from that. Like, Lamar, we know. He mm-hmm. says advertised. Mm-hmm. That defense is sick. And Man. then there's the Niners and the Packers. That was the ultimate Packers gack job. And and when you have a kicker, if you're the if you're the Packers and you have Anders Carlson. Who's missed more kicks than anybody who who puts their foot into a football from the turf in the NFL this season? And you have Tom Rinaldi, Tom Rinaldi on the sideline giving this sideline report and a verbatim quote from Matt Lafleur. Uh, chances are you probably should have made a change. Listen to this sideline report. Tom Rinaldi asked Matt Lafleur, Packers head coach, about the struggles of Anders Carlson. When we talked to the head coach, Matt LaFleur, about this, he basically said, when he goes out there, I just pray, guys, right? (laughs) How how are you a head coach? And I I am a big Matt LaFleur fan. And, man, did he he, he, uh, really cement himself as one of the top coaches in the league this year, in my opinion, and the way he's developed Jordan Love. But how in the divisional round of the playoffs have you gone all year with this guy, we're committed to him. He's a rookie, but you're admitting we pray every time he goes onto the field. <laughs> it wasn't this how it was always supposed to end. I mean, come on, that's brutal. Sound like Joe Brady when when Josh Allen drops back. <laughs> like that's worse than what the the Bills succumb to. Like Stone, you said, ah, oh, the 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 wiry spindly guy deciding a game. The beanpole. At least he's dependable. This guy hasn't been dependable at any point this year, and the Packers still put their playoff hopes on him. Yeah, I mean, each and every year it comes down to a big pressure point where we start to have the conversation about kickers. But they're important, man. They do a lot of good. It just sucks that 
playoff games, what it matters most, it happens to come down to these guys. And nobody really wants it. That's the thing. No viewer, no consumer of the NFL wants that to be the case. Maybe if you played kicker in college or something, you like kickers. But none of us really are watching going, oh, yeah, here we go. Here comes the kick. Like, I wasn't excited at all last night when he missed that throw. I'm thinking they're going to jog Tyler Bassett here. God knows what the win looks like, and this could just ruin everything. There's not enough time on the clock. Like, please don't let it come down to this. And Wide right. And also, too. It throws in a Theodorsi slice from the tee box. Just just right there. Come on, dude. That's a low blow. working on that. That's a low blow. I'm I'm literally working on that. Goodness gracious. And then early in the game, early in the game, the Packers, and then I'll move on to the other games, but the Packers are up 3-0, and they're driving on the 49ers again, and they're deep into 49ers territory. And I don't know if this is just me getting more football conservative in my old age, but I was thinking to myself, just kick the field goal. Just kick the field goal. Now, again, it's Andrews. Carlson, so who the hell knows, but the result ended up being the same. They go for it on fourth and short, right? I hate when teams make it completely obvious, quarterback sneak, they put the back on either side of Jordan Love, it gives the 49ers time to set up their defense, and what do they do? They stuff the Packers on fourth and short when they could have just kicked a field goal in that spot. If you're going to make it so obvious what you're trying to do instead of what the Packers were doing was killing the 49ers on the outside and at the edges, and you have this whole complement of plays for Jordan Love to get out in space and make a play in a big moment, yes, early in the game. I don't know, that bothered me. Like The Packers left so many points on the field, and that early, because then the 49ers get the ball back, and one day they do march down the field, and that was the uh, the George Kittle touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then it was game on after that. I don't know. KYP. Know your person, no. That's just me. Uh, and then you've got the Lions, and you've got the Buccaneers. Lions showed me something, because I thought the Bucks. I felt great the Bucks were going to go in there and win that game. And the Lions... They were extremely physical. They moved the ball against a very good Bucks defense. But, Stone, I know I've hinted at it. I'm going to flat out say it. I was so wrong about Baker Mayfield this year. Boing. That locker room loves him. That team loves him. And the Buccaneers, it's in their best interest to keep Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield together. Baker Mayfield's going to be the starter for the Buccaneers next mm. year. <laughs> He's definitely won the locker room, the coaching staff, the city of Tampa Bay. I mean, they, they love this guy and everything that he does well. They found a way to you know get it out of him this season. And he's proved to everybody what he can and kind of do. I thought there were big moments and he had big time drives uh, in that game against the Lions where, you know, if you're watching the live lines, like you see Detroit get all the way jacked up to almost 10 to one, you're thinking this thing's way over. And then Baker goes 90 and seven plays and Mm. he did it not once, but twice and maybe three times in that game. So he came up clutch. I think he's finally put everything to rest, but I think there are people out there who are just waiting for one slip up, uh, something to happen next season, and then they'll get back on the train. It's what it's what everybody does. He he definitely played winning level football yesterday. That was gutsy from Baker Mayfield. And then last night, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, uh, he's just shielded from all criticism now. I don't know where you can ding him. Like I, I mean, Theo flat out, I don't. He 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 went to Buffalo. He picked up the win in his first road playoff game. And uh, he was magnificent. He was magnificent. The Chiefs were under control. He overcame mistakes from his offense. Yeah. He was so, so, so good and under control. What a leader, man. I mean, what an exceptional leader he is. And you remember before uh, when we talked about the Chiefs-Bills game, and I hinted that I even see a route in which the Chiefs win by double digits. If Miko Hardman doesn't fumble that ball into the end zone, or if Matt Nagy slash Andy Reid doesn't just call a run play on the one-yard line to Isaiah Pacheco, who was unstoppable all night, that's a 10-point deficit. 
Also, yeah. Josh Allen, who laid that ball on the ground, we, we we haven't talked about that. We're an hour and twenty seconds in or twenty minutes in. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen fumbles that ball, and if it's not for a rookie mm-hmm. and Dalton Kincaid, who yeah. came and saved the day yep. by punching that ball away, saving their ass, that would that would have been an even bigger deficit. There were, I mean, the Chiefs. I know the game was back and forth, and you call it a coin flip earlier, but the Chiefs were the better team, and I think it was yeah. it, it showed, especially in the second half, when that defense. And Steve Spagnola had an answer for everything the Bills tried. When are we going to have a conversation about Stephon Diggs? Yeah, he, he dropped yeah. A, a, a deep ball against he did. safety. You talking about the I one that went three hundred? That was three hundred yards. <laughs> as much whining as you do, I mean, that's the moment that you ask that's, for, right? You you play the it, entire season for that yeah. moment right there after all the crying. Oh, safety, you do. the safety didn't even get the yep. hand on the ball. Yeah. And, and, it's inexcusable. And, uh, that's we an all want that one back. Mistake. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he's losing sleep over did, that. Did MBS <laughs> and Stefan Diggs trade bodies last night? Because oh. did you see Marquez Valdez Scantling catching deep balls, contested deep balls? I was confused. I thought that was Patrick. I thought that was the the key play of the game. There was a third and ten. Yeah. And they had just crossed the fifty, and, and Patrick Mahomes scoots up in the pocket and hits MVS and oh, tried. I think man. that was the moment in the game where you're like, all right, this is inevitable. This is the moment we all knew was coming. And the the receivers are stepping up for Kansas exactly. City. <laughs> the receivers like, are stepping up for yeah, Kansas City. I, mean, I said, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Am I? I'm, I was literally in the twilight zone. Mm-hmm. I'm over here tweeting like MVS. Pro Bowler? Question mark. And no. then Travis Kelsey <laughs> finished off the drive. Travis Kelsey scoring touchdowns like it was. It was odd how things finally started clicking for the Chiefs. But man, they about to hit a brick wall this it, weekend. Yeah, it was only a matter of time. But yeah, like you say, they have a new defensive play against coming up. Ex- explosive plays last night. That means twenty or more yards. The Chiefs had eight. You want to guess how many the Bills had? I don't know. Two zero. Zero? There was a total dominance when it came to what the Chiefs were able to do against that Bills defense versus what the Bills were able to and do against that. Explosive plays. We are we're we're defining that by what? Twenty or more 20 yards. Twenty or more yards. Twenty yeah. or more yards. There were there were eight out of the Kansas City Chiefs last night. Zero from the Buffalo Bills. And it again, if he hits Diggs, if Diggs catches that ball on the sixty yarder, we're talking about a different ball game, yes. Um there were a couple other plays that were a little hit or miss, but again, that Chiefs pass defense has been and still is super elite. And the real reason why I think that the Ravens have the upper hand on the Chiefs this upcoming weekend is that defense, not necessarily Lamar Jackson's ability to pass on what the Chiefs are able to do. They're really good. We're overlooking yeah. that. Uh, so are you going to be a little more? Uh, are yes. you going to be a little more measured in your <laughs> yeah. confidence right now than you were the Bills on this Monday afternoon? I am way less confident than I was about the Bills. This always had more to do with the Buffalo Bills than the Kansas City Chiefs. Got it. Uh, and I knew the Buffalo Bills were easily susceptible. There was a reason they started the year 6-6. Six and six. The Chiefs had them beat in the regular season as well, and the Chiefs were healthier than them coming into Sunday. The line was wrong. Uh, the public opinion was wrong on the Chiefs-Bills coming in. The same line here. You're saying and this it one's proved right. Itself out. I think this one's more correct. The Ravens are healthier than they've been most of the year. That defense is fully there and complimented. Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is a better quarterback. I mean, given the fact that he's well on his way to his second MVP He's done everything in the playoffs that Josh Allen has pretty much done. And I guess he was also a Heisman winning quarterback in college, too. I mean, the dude has a, a prolific resume and had a better year than Josh Allen this year. Lamar Jackson's a better quarterback. His team trusts him more as well. And also that Ravens defense is, is just, I mean, it's a steel curtain. So I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, Aaron messages, Ken and Stone, Lamar is our only hope to knock Theo and Kermit Mahomes off their high horse. <laughs> Who's the MVP for 2023? Josh Allen's never been on the level of Mahomes, Lamar, or Burrow. Wow. A lot to unpack there. 
<laughs> I think don't do Burrow like I mean don't do Allen like that. I think he he can compete with Burrow. Him yes, and Burrow can I go agree. tit for tat. They have a similar similar resume in this league. But Lamar Jackson's definitely a step above those guys. He's he's uh, proven it. Let me tell you about a step above the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Number one in the United States. Number one in the U.S. Postgraduate Sport Management degrees. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Since the year 2000, your pathway to a dream job in the sports industry, any realm, it's such an expansive industry. This will help you streamline where you want to go, what you want to do, and how to do it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program courses online or on campus in Boca Raton. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I want to thank all the fine folks at ESPN 97.5 in Houston for housing me today. I'm on the road. FAU played at UTSA yesterday in overtime victory. Florida Atlantic now number 22 in the nation. They have rice on Wednesday. Oh, one more thing, because this always comes up every time it happens. Pierre, hear me out. Stone, you've heard this, Theo, you've heard this. Hear me out. Yes. Not only not only is the offense fumbling through the end zone and out of the side or back of the end zone, the right call to give the defense the football after that, not only is that the right move to make touchback, also the defense or that team should get a point if they force that. So this whole Mecole Hardman, people saying, oh, stupid rule, stupid rule. I hate when you fumble through the end zone and the other team just gets the ball. Uh, It's unfair. It's unfair. No, not only is it fair, we need more defensive help here in the NFL. You should give the defense a point. How about that, Pierre? That will definitely uh, prevent the receivers or offensive players from trying to reach the the ball ball over. Um, You can't get mad at a guy for trying to reach the ball over to get in the end zone, but we've seen no, that enough to where you shouldn't try it. De- yeah, can't get mad for the defense, though, ripping at the ball or trying to hit the dude. Uh, no, that's what the defense is supposed to do, rip at it all the time. But for it to go out of the end zone mm-hmm. and for it to be one point for the defense, I can understand, you know, the excitement for the defense. But Hell, yeah. Is it happening to you? It's, it's, no, well, I'm just, no. <laughs> what did they tell you all about reaching the ball out? Do not do it because it's not worth it. And when I saw that play, and I was like, oh, my gosh, not at this moment because, you know, it's mm-hmm. playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. everything matters. And, man, I was going to say, hey, the receivers for the Kansas City gave it away again. Again? <laughs> they love doing that this year. <laughs> but, uh, but that one point. Uh, I think it would be awesome. I mean, listen, Stone, Stone, just football football guy to football guy right here. Let's let's chat this out, okay? If you're going to have a uh, break the plane, that invisible line there, you're just you're, – you're, it's, it's such a benefit. So, you know what? Throw your body on the line to prevent that and get rewarded on the scoreboard. I mean, I think that makes football better. I think that the commissioner should consider this. Listen, I hate it, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. I think we do this credibility. We got Theo trying to talk quarterbacks. You're giving random points out to people for touchbacks and everything. I mean, we got to let Pierre talk more. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Pierre, do you want to talk quarterbacks? Allen or or Lamar Lamar Jackson? Lamar by far, because now it's different from, like, regular season football, where regular season quarterbacks look good when they throw 300 yards and, you know, three touchdowns whatever now it's like hey we're just trying to get the ball in the end zone he correct had 150 yards passing of course that's not impressive but you know when he scored touchdowns with those passes mm. you know when you run the ball in like there's more options for the quarterback to to, to defend and, and 
for the defense to defend on the quarterback. And it's it's not easy, especially now in this moment where it's like it doesn't matter how you get in the end zone as long as you get in the end zone and Lamar can do that. Straight yeah. up. And that's what gives him, you know, the above um, Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah, and all the success too, all the wins. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we want him to be a better passer, but yeah. we knew he, actually this year he stayed in the pocket more and he's throwing it he more, which awesome. which which is what we want to see. And we always know his legs are a weapon, and right now he's going to let it loose in the playoff because the ball is always in his hands. Like, yeah. He's going to get in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from the NFL Divisional Weekend? Social media at KLV1063. Mike messages in. The Ravens will win the Super Bowl. I already predicted they would make the Super Bowl and Lamar would win MVP back in March, but now I'm convinced they win it all. Mahomes hasn't faced a D like the Ravens. Wow. I don't know why I laughed there. I'm sorry. A little freaky. Uh, also, I got to I gotta give a shout to Pierre Garçon oh, right yeah. here. He's, he's rocking the, uh, a Cockwick County Packers shirt. That's the team I covered in high when, when they were in high school. Or, uh, excuse me, I'm butchering this. I covered that team in my first market. Our marketing director, Courtney Rukoff, she's looking at the Packers on Pierre's back, and she thinks he's wearing a Green Bay Green Packers, Bay Packers. shirt, <laughs> oh, but it's not. So I just want to clear God. that up for everybody in the office. That is the Cockwick County Packers in Moultrie, Georgia. Shout out to 229. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> Courtney's fist pumping yeah, in the background. Like, yeah, <laughs> woo! All right, go, go Packers. Packers! Go Pack! Go! To Not necessarily do with the team that lost in the divisional round. <laughs> uh, Scott, he says, my biggest takeaway: the Niners are beatable. Very along the lines of what Pierre Garcon was saying. Uh, Alex, Buffalo has major PTSD, and with Josh Allen being a head case in the biggest of times, this might be a dagger on their window. Mm. Uh, GT, Bills fans put on their best pair of Zubaz pants and shoveled out that stadium for nothing. Woo! Uh, NFL study hall. <laughs> we all need to start listening to Theo more. Thank let's you. Let's not, let's not, let's not get crazy. We don't have to get carried away, but at least when it comes about the team that he watched every single week. Yeah. I mean, I might uh, have a little insight. And then mind Max. you, mind you, that guy works under Theo actually professionally. So he doesn't work who, who under knows, me. We're who, teammates. Who knows what's going on there? <laughs> uh, Max says the standard to compete for a Super Bowl is so high. You need an elusive, dynamic quarterback if you want a shot at the title. The gap between Tua and the true elite quarterbacks in the NFL is the size of the Grand Canyon. I, I, I think that's fine. sound. I think take. it's fine. I think it's fine, but I also don't think it means that Tua could not win a Super Bowl because again, we have Brock Purdy four quarters away from going to the Super Bowl. You need to put together, though, an offensive attack that is able to win both home, road, and in adverse conditions. And I think we all could agree the Dolphins' offensive game plan is not that. No, no. Uh, and their personnel is definitely not that. Real quick, can we hear, can we hear, and this was the general tone of myself and Stone on Friday. Oh, and yeah. And we weren't, we weren't trying to deflate Theo. I think we were trying to 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 talk some sense into y'all the thought, problem is. Yeah, y'all, y'all thought I was too confident. Y'all were trying to talk we are, away yeah, my confidence. We were trying to take you down a peg. Not deflate you completely. We yeah. were trying to take you down a peg. And, I, and I would not with it. Here was, uh, here was Stone. But, again, I want to – because so I'm not leaving him on an island. I want to reiterate, I was along the lines of him with this. Here's, here's from Friday on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. As the vice mayor of Levicka, Theo, and Stone. Oh, that's right. I forgot I named you that. <laughs> I think that Josh Allen should get a paternity test <laughs> to see if he's Patrick Mahomes' father come this weekend. Because I'm ready for all the smoke. I hope it's the most disrespectful thing you've ever heard. I'm going to be chanting, who's your daddy? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then that next Monday, then that next Tuesday, because Josh Allen, who's your 
Daddy, I can't wait. If this was disrespectful to you, mm-hmm. I got something for you. Um, I think it's safe to say, Josh Allen, <laughs> you are not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, Stone, it was bold. Yeah, it was bold. It was well said. It was strong. It's just one of those moments where it was really wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, me and really, a- really me and Aposh, Aposh, uh, the the mayor of Cincy, you know, yeah. we're both in the same boat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we both opened our mouths, and uh, it didn't really work in our favor. Yeah, I do think he outplayed him last night, though. Showed him a little bit of <clears throat> how he should have played. Um, yeah. So I think it was Cincy. That's true. It was your daddy last night, but yeah, I'll, I'll take that one on the chin. There, I yeah. said I got it something be- for you. I really got nothing for you. Yeah, the DNA's not matching up. We'll yeah. just uh, we'll zero explosives, but he yeah. outplayed him. That's crazy. Yeah, zero. <laughs> eight, 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 nothing in that category. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. hey, do we want to give away South Florida Fair tickets? South Florida we Fair have tickets. To. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, these are for tomorrow through Friday, right? Tomorrow through Friday. That's right. Okay, four-pack of South Florida Fair tickets right now for the seventh caller. Want to know why? Because we can. Because we're here for the people. Because we love all of you and we want you to go to the fair with your friends, your family, eat that delicious food, see the marine wildlife. Again, they have sea lions at the South Florida Fair this year. Sharks, manta rays, like real life, not squishies, not fake things, real live sea animals right there at the South Florida Fair. Right now, four-pack of tickets, four Four packet tickets for tomorrow, uh, tomorrow through Friday for the South Florida Fair. Seventh caller right now. Seventh caller. Four pack of South Florida Fair tickets. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Caller seven. South Florida Fair tickets. A four pack is yours. 888-760-3776. Did you see, read, or hear something that was total dog bleep this week? in sports. Well, good thing we have an outlet for it. It's called Dog Bleep Monday, and that is next. That's the LPR Garcon sitting in with Stone. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Levicka Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. A fascinating question. We're going to have to do some research. During the break, Stone and I have a conversation about how do you think curling, the game of curling, the sport of curling was invented? And I have no idea. At what point did someone have a big flat rock and say, you know what, get a broom and let's see how far along the ice we can move this thing. How does that get invented? Did it spawn from shuffleboard? Who knows? These are the things, the unyielding questions that take place on this radio show. The big hitting (laughs) stuff. The big hitting stuff. The world wants to know. Levick Theo and Stone here on ESPN 106.3. EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They've been doing it since 2006, and they are handling your AC needs. Hey, the weather is still manageable where maybe you can open those windows. Get your AC looked at now. Don't waste any more time because you know what's going to happen. April's going to come. May's going to come. June's going to come. It's going to be 89 degrees every day. It's going to be hot. It's going to be miserable. Then your AC is going to die, and then you're going to say, man, I wish five months ago I reached out to EDS. EDS because EDS is yes, and they could have made sure that my AC unit was all functional and ready to go. Take advantage of the weather now and get EDS out there to make sure that you have no issues with the hottest part of the year coming up, which is, well, the next 10 months. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. Making appointment schedules around you. That's EDSairconditioning. EDSairconditioning.com. 
Did you read, see, here's something that was complete dog bleep, complete dog bleep over the course of the sports weekend? Well, good thing we have a dog bleep Monday for you. Coach Sala, please bring us in. Um, yeah, it's dog <laughs> Let's bring you to the fourth quarter of last night's game between the Bills and the Chiefs. The Bills are on their own 30-yard line in this game. They are trailing in this game, and it's time to bring the punt unit out on fourth down. Well, unfortunately, the Bills didn't punt the ball. What they did is they had DeMar Hamlin come out onto the field. No, not a recognition of his impending Comeback Player of the Year award. No, they, from their own 30 decided to run a fake punt with DeMar Hamlin, and this is what it sounded like on CBS. Went downwind with this one. Fake. Hamlin is stopped short. I mean, so quick. Theo, so what quick. in God's name, what in God's name were the Bills thinking? What are they Two. doing? What is the thought process there? Uh, Two things. I, I I am still flabbergasted. I don't understand that at all. To be fair to whoever the hell the special teams coordinator is for the Bills, the Chiefs did trot out 10 players, right? So maybe there's speculation. I haven't gotten to the bottom of it, but there's speculation that that was like an automatic check if they didn't have enough guys out there to, to check to that play. Also, to be fair, their punter Sam Martin didn't do much better when he actually punted the ball this game. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, it was a, the difference of 20 to 25 yards, but who's to say that guy wasn't going to shank it off his foot again? So, You know, honestly, to be fair as well, if DeMar Hamlin picked up the first down in that Ooh, spot, that, that been would huge. be great for the socials. But that would also have been huge for the stadium, too, though. Running a fake punt with DeMar Hamlin is a fireable (laughs) offense. It is the most embarrassing thing that I've ever seen. It is the biggest pile of dog bleep. Element of surprise. (laughs) Really the element of surprise. The the, the takes that I saw last night on social media, one of them just, and it's going to resonate with all of us, but this ain't a freaking Disney movie. Like this, DeMar (laughs) Hamlin is not going to get the first down and then, you know, the I mean... is that's what you're going for? I guess to get the momentum, to get the crowd into it. I I can see it, right? It, it was schemed up, but I mean, the, the the fact that it fell flat and in that fashion, you basically lost the game if Michael Harbin doesn't fumble right after that. The sequence of events there. It was uh, that uh, dog bleep. Oh yeah, Great that would have ended the game. It would. That would have ended the game right yeah. there if Michael Hardman doesn't fumble out of the end zone. Yep. Ugh. That's the thing too. There were so many more opportunities for the Bills to win this game. There were so many opportunities for them to get back into it or make a dent. But I think, again, it was that Chiefs defense. I don't want to keep going back to it, but like they, they weren't able to answer the call. As many chances that the Chiefs offense gave them in the end, they weren't able to answer the call. So, Damar Hamlin trying to execute a fake punt with the Bills at their 30 in the fourth quarter last night. That is how I'm going to kick off a dog bleep Monday here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Coach? Um, yeah, it's dog <laughs> Theo, why don't you deliver us your dog bleep Monday? Do we have the highlight of Jordan Love's last play? <laughs> do we have that ready to go? Okay, we're going to try to dig that up, but I do want to lead. It shouldn't be hard to find. I was about to say, I do want to lead into it by saying this. For the Green Bay Packers, you guys had an amazing year. Um, it was spectacular. It's promising. You should be optimistic about the future of your franchise and what you have going, both on the sidelines with your head coach, Matt LaFleur, who has proven to us now, season after season, that he is a guy with some staying power out there in Green Bay. And now you know you have yourself a franchise quarterback in Jordan Love who played a prolific, near-perfect 
uh, playoff opener against the Dallas Cowboys and then walked into the, uh, uh, what, what's the San Francisco 49ers stadium called? Levi, Levi Stadium. Still Levi. They walked into the Levi Stadium and he had the Packers really a possession away from winning that thing. He almost shocked the world with a seven seed team, the first ever seven seed to make it out of the first round. So many good things to glean from this uh, year. But then I think he got a little too big for his britches. He thought he could do a little too much. And in, in uh, almost in reminiscent fashion of Brett Favre's pick to Tracy Porter um, in the playoffs years back. I think that was 09. Here's Jordan Love uh, with the game on the line. Five yards. Love. Pressure up the middle. Runs away. Throws across his body. And that is picked. 49ers have it. Greenlaw. Still up. He needs to get down. Greenlaw still on his feet. He's got to go down. I love the, the the pleading that yeah. was Greenlaw to go to the ground as he's trying to. He admitted after the game, yeah, I was going for a pick six. Yeah, of course. I mean, the Packers are just ripping at that football. I it, It's one of those plays, too, that interception, where as soon as he threw it, mm. you knew what he was trying to do. You're like, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. And it was inevitable what was going to happen. I mean, that wasn't even close. And I the Packers outplayed the 49ers. Yeah. That was a clear gack job by the Packers. They were the better team, and they should have won that game. And that's the thing that I think hurts the most for Packers fans is this was like they were playing with, with stolen money, I guess, or what you, with house money, mm-hmm. and they don't want to – nobody in the locker room is going to admit that, but the fans felt like that going into the game. But then to think that you had it, like you felt like you were about to shock the world and have a chance to be playing the Lions of all teams for a spot <sighs> into the Super Bowl – and then that happens. That's just super deflating. But it's promising still. Jordan Love has a bright future out there in Green Bay. I agree. Um, Shallow? <laughs> Pierre, do you have anything uh, you want to get off your chest? You saw, you heard, you read that was really, really, really dumb and dog bleepy this weekend in sports? No, uh, no. Nah, nah, I didn't pay attention to, <laughs> to, to You've got to, that to positive. Yeah, you look like nothing bad. bad. Yeah, my golf yeah. swing? <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Pierre didn't get a hole in one this weekend, yeah. so it was a dog bleep golf weekend for him. Uh, Stone, Stone, what dog bleep did you see, Reader, here this weekend? All right, women, close your ears. Here we go. Uh oh. Oh boy. Caitlin Clark flopping after getting collided with with a fan. I wasn't. I mean, like, come on, Caitlin, what are we doing here? The fan clearly didn't see you. Was just trying to celebrate with her fellow classmates, everybody who's a Buckeye. Big win, hundred and ninety-two in OT. And Caitlin runs into a fan and, and, and flops and throws the neck back and everything. And uh, I mean, I thought it was absolute. Um. Yes. All right. So anybody who doesn't know what Stone's talking about, Iowa, I, Iowa women's basketball and the best player in the country, Caitlin Clark, they got upset at Ohio State the yesterday. Yep. And so I, Ohio State fans rushed the floor. And Caitlin Clark is trying to leave the floor. And at first glance with the first video that you see that hit the socials, Caitlin Clark gets trucked by a woman running out onto the floor, a student at Ohio State, I'm presuming, running out onto the floor. From a different angle, from above, Caitlin Clark sees the student coming, leans into the student as they cross paths, makes contact with the student, then throws herself to the floor and covers her face in agony as dozens of people come to check on the fallen star. Stone? I have to agree with you. That was a total attention move. (laughs) Yeah! Caitlin Clark's part. And I hate to admit Um, it. Yeah, Kitty! 
There are a lot of jackasses who run onto the floor in college athletics after big wins, and it's dangerous for athletes. But Caitlin Clark, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. She actually, she's the one who induced the contact, and then I guess for sympathy to take clean away from the Ohio State win and from the Iowa loss and to put it all on her. Maybe this is a leadership move. I mean, she legitimately was the one who initiated contact. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. That is majestic right there, Ken. I appreciate that, and I definitely didn't think that's the angle you're going to come in from, but uh, game recognized game. Respect. I, I think that... Uh, I'm fine if a, a dopey drunk student never runs onto the floor or the field again in college athletics. This would not be the reason to end that. There's plenty of other instances. Yep. Caitlin Clark was not wronged by students running onto the floor, and I needed to see that second angle. <laughs> Caitlin Clark, she 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 flopped. She she legitimately <laughs> flopped in order to gain sympathy after Iowa lost. A good one, Stone. Good. That was, that, was, that was a good one. Um, and that is your, that is your Dog Bleed Monday dog. here on ESPN 106.3. We'll come back and we'll wrap it up with you fine folks with Theo and Stone and Pierre. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Theo, I think you would agree for the AFC and NFC Championship games, there's no better place to watch it if you're going out than the two-for-one palace known as Duffy Sports Grill. Duffy Sports Grill, the place to go, not just for that, but I mean, just this past weekend, or this past week, after a high school basketball game, me covering some high school hoops, just rolled right over to a Duffy's afterwards. Got a little two-for-one drink action and and ate some. It was one of the award-winning burgers uh, that does pair well with the award-winning wings if you want both. I wasn't that hungry this night. Just got an award-winning burger and a two-for-one drink as I edited up some highlights. Uh, I think that was what school? It was over at Suncoast High School. Yeah. So if you do want a chance to eat some of the best food and watch some of the best games, more than 80 televisions at every single Duffy Sports Grill, they've got the two-for-one drinks all day, every day, not just happy hour. And, of course, you sign up online, Duffy'sMVP.com. You can become an MVP just like me. Stack up your reward points. Maybe one day you'll have that black card. Duffy'sMVP.com at Duffy's. Our game is always on. Should we hear one more time, Pierre? Should we hear one more time how, how deflated Jim Nance sounded when DeMar Hamlin failed on the fake punt yesterday? <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's, here's from CBS. Uh, listen closely. Jim Nance sounds, sounds well, dejected at the end of the Went downwind with this one. Fake. Hamlin is stopped short. <laughs> it was so quick. How many yards He couldn't was even that? believe it. How many yards was, even, did they need? It was fourth and they five. They needed five. Yeah, fourth and five. Fourth he, and five. He got about negative one. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he definitely, I don't think, gained a single yard on that. It was bad. Not a a, a single yard. Oh. How do you do DeMar, da- uh, DeMar Hamlin dirty like that, by the way? <laughs> it's bad enough that they had an ambulance yeah. with DeMar's face painted on it ambulance. earlier in the year. And I will say, like, he, had, doing? he had already made his plays that day. He had a couple uh, tackles as a gunner. Yeah. And that could have been the moments you rally behind. You did not need to give him the ball on fourth and five. Now you're sullying his comeback player of the year bid. Yes, 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 yes. And it's I think it's tough. unfair. It's going to be tough. It's very unfair. I thought this was a Rudy movie or something. That Rudy was out there <laughs> filming. <laughs> like Disney was not in the house, guys. Come on. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. 
Uh, Pierre, thanks for coming in, brother. Appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you. Pierre Garcon, again, Jets killer in the AFC title game. <laughs> that's the that's done. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.